Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. It's great to be back live in studio with you this morning. We are continuing our series of talking to the candidates for Clearfield County Commission. And so this morning I'll be sitting down with County Commissioner Dave Glass, and we'll do that after we return after these messages. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by Community County Services for local family-based mental health. Lifespan Family Services provides foster care and adoption services. How do you become a foster resource parent? Well, there is a check done to make sure you are financially, physically, and mentally fit to care for a child. Clearances must be obtained, your home inspected, and trainings provided. You probably qualify, but you must apply to know for sure. Call LifespanFamilyServices.com to apply to become a foster parent. That's LifespanFamilyServices.com. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. We're live in studio this morning with County Commissioner Dave Glass. We're finishing up our series, talking to all the candidates who are running as the election is upon us uh, next Tuesday. Good morning, Commissioner Glass. Hey, good morning, Michael. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We appreciate you and all the candidates for coming on. Uh, this is a great opportunity to uh, let the public know who you are and why you're running. Uh, in your case, you're running for re-election, but why don't you go ahead and tell us who Dave Glass is and why you're running? All right. Well, a little bit about me. I was born and raised in Clearfield. Uh, then I went to Penn State. I got a computer science degree. Over the uh, pandemic, I got a second degree in software engineering. Uh, I owned a small business, uh, an insurance business in uh, Clearfield for almost 20 years. Um, moved to Dubois in 2015 with my wife and our, our sons. I, when I was in Clearfield, I did two terms on the school board and one as president. Uh, you might have seen me around town here. I'm a sports official. I do a lot of different sports, uh, a lot of, lot of baseball and softball. Um, I'm also a pilot in my free time. Um, a little bit about our family. We decided to host some refugees from Ukraine last year. They're still with us. Uh, they're working here in the community, and it's, uh, it's been a wonderful thing for everybody. So I guess that's me in a nutshell, and uh, just I'm a problem solver. I'm an engineer, and, and that's why I took this job. Yeah, I think this job, the county commission job, is an interesting job to the general public. They don't really, I don't think we fully understand what county commissioners do. I think that's fair. I mean, I spent a lot of time four years ago trying to research exactly what the job is. And, and full disclosure, once I got in there, I was still, even to this day, I'm learning things about the county, about the position, about our policies and procedures that I didn't know. It, it, it's a long learning curve and it was even steeper because of COVID, obviously. Sure. <laughs> the job changed a little bit three months into it. But uh, no, it's a big job, um, but it's it's a rewarding job because, you know, it is one of those jobs where you feel like you're actually making a difference in your community. Yeah, and I think it's a job that I know party politics always plays a role. Everybody knows I, I worked in the Republican Party uh, for the, about the last 20 years of my life, but it seems to be one of those jobs where maybe party isn't such a huge deal, or at least in Clearfield County. Anymore. Well, it shouldn't be. Yeah. I'll say that. And and I think that we have shown over the last four years that it doesn't have to be. Um, you know, I'm a big one that there's activism and there's governance, and governance is a whole different thing. Same on the school board. Okay, we can all run on whatever issues you want to talk about, but at the end of the day, you get in a room, and the school board, there's nine people, and in the county commissioners, there's three you still have to find consensus. You have to find where, where's the common ground. And if I, as a minority commissioner, want to have any 
influence and be a part of the discussion, I can't just go in there and, and, and beat up everybody. I have to say, okay, let's talk about where we agree. Let's, let's find this, let's find consensus. I'll come to you a little, you come to me a little, and, and let's make this a united front. And I think we've done a pretty darn good job of that. Yeah, and I would say, I think you would agree with me, uh, Clearfield County tends to be a Republican county. Oh, it's certainly trending that way. There's no question about it. And so most likely two Republicans will be on the commission and one Democrat. I mean, that would be the betting man's choice, yes. <laughs> and and you've served in that capacity is where I'm going with this. Uh, your ability to sit down with both Republican commissioners and work things out has been, I would say, an advantage to you. Well, I, the experience, I mean, I'll, I'll go back to the school board thing. When you've got eight other people on there with all kinds of varied backgrounds and all kinds of reasons that they're on there, you still need to find five votes. And I always felt you needed to find six in case somebody changed their mind at the sure. last minute. So you're spending a lot of time talking to people, finding out what's important to them, then going to somebody else and saying, hey, look, person A really feels strongly. Can you, you know, can we meet on this in the middle? so that you can actually get things done. And, you know, we got a major renovation done. Uh, we did a lot of things in Clearfield that people frankly said, oh, you'll never get that done. Because when you get in there and you get the letters off your name and you just talk amongst yourselves as people, you discover you have more in common than you, than you thought before. Yes, absolutely. And so I want to jump into some issues with sure. you. And uh, we'll just start with uh, State Representative Mike Armanini and uh, State Representative Kephart from Clearfield. They've talked a lot about uh, the critical minerals and rare earth elements industry in Clearfield County. Your thoughts? No, my thoughts are it's a, it's a great initiative. Um, actually, it was sort of a bipartisan initiative at first. I don't know if you know Terry Noble. He, he's Democrat, Absolutely. but he's also, you know, I, I know him pretty well. And, and he brought this to my attention. And then I think he also brought it to Commissioner Sobel's attention. And, and I've been so tied up with the broadband that, you know, John and I talked and I said, look, you just run with this. That's fine. But it doesn't mean that I'm not supporting it. I just haven't been at the vanguard like like Commissioner Sobel has. I've been involved in some meetings. I've gone to some meetings with Tetra Tech and I've seen the proposals for how they're going to try to scale this up. Um, but for me, and, I, you know, if we want to bring the politics into a little bit, why I think this is great for both sides, obviously, you know, energy independence, making sure that we're not dependent on China. That's great. I think all, everybody can agree with that. But the, but the hidden value in rare earth elements for us is we have a lot of um, acid mine drainage from our, from our old mines. This is, and these rare earth elements are in these same areas. They're, they're in coal spoils. They're in the clay around the areas where we uh, mined. This is an opportunity for us to dig that out, get the elements we need, and clean up these sites. I mean, how often do you see a win-win like that? Right. And it is uh, tough to come by on the political front, as you said, a win-win for everybody. Yes. Uh, certainly, it seems like Penn State is leading the way on technology and other universities as well, but certainly locally here. Right. And it's going to end up being, you know, I think public-private university partnership. The research is coming out of Penn State. I think they're trying to put the... the the small scale plant together, the proof of concept. But then when you get into the actual scalable um, plant, it's going to be a Tetra Tech or there's other companies out there that are talking about it. And, you know, the state's going to have to support it. Hopefully the federal government would support it. And in some small way, we'll support it. You know, I don't know about we'll have anywhere near the funds to make that happen, but certainly we'll we'll support the concept and, and push to make sure that we are the county that, that gets to do this. Yeah, I think that's exciting for our county, too, obviously. Uh that would bring more job, presumably more jobs yeah, okay. to the area as well. Yeah, and, and the last thing I want to say about it, we do need to transition our local economy. Look, it's it's a legacy of, of coal and other mining, and that that's great. That's why 
we're all here because our forefathers did that hard work and it's the resources we had. But, you know, there's still some coal mining, but I don't think anybody would tell you there's going to be more in 20 years than there is today. That we have to transition and find other reasons for people to want to move here and for our kids to want to stay here. And this is a possibility. There are many possibilities, but this is one. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of uh, giving reasons for people to move here and making our county better, uh, you brought it up. You've been leading the charge on infrastructure and for broadband, and I know you're very passionate about it. I am. For great reasons. I am. Uh, I think broadband today is what electricity was 100 years ago. If we don't get ahead of the curve on it, um, people just leave. I mean, Imagine today if we said to our young, pe- our young people, here's this house. It's a wonderful house. It's got everything you want, except it doesn't have electricity. They'd be like, you're crazy. <laughs> well, in 10 years, the young people are going to say the same thing about broadband access. They just won't buy a house if they cannot get on the Internet and do their work and stream their shows and, yes, play their video games. I mean, whether you agree or disagree with that, that is what's happening. And it's the same thing, you know, 100 years ago, people say, oh, what do you need electricity for? Well... <laughs> you can't <laughs> imagine life without it. And broadband is the same way. And I'll bring it back to um, trying to figure out how to make us more viable. I think we have a unique opportunity right here in Clearfield County to really become a remote work nexus. Think about it. We've got I-80 splitting our county. We can be to Pittsburgh in two hours. We can be to New York in four. Uh, you can be to Buffalo in three. You can be to Philly in just over four. Um, but we have the low cost of living. It's a great place to be. You know, again, the easy access with the interstate and 219. All we need is to make sure that when people move here and they want to do their jobs, hybrid or, or mostly remote, that they can consistently, stably get online and not have any latency and lag problems. Because if they start to get online and they start, they have problems and it's constantly dropping out or they just can't, they move to a place that just doesn't have it, they'll, they'll move somewhere else. Other counties are doing the same thing. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm proof of that. Um, I work remotely and having internet and good cell coverage is key to my whole existence for my company right and and here in dubois we're we're, we're fortunate i i live in dubois city comcast does a nice job i i have nothing negative to say i've you know i've got four kids streaming in my house (laughs) and we it never goes down but i don't think it's fair to say well if you don't live in the city you don't get as good a broadband and i know that there's some others who have some ideas out there to just oh throw some you know fixed wireless up and call it a day but that would leave holes all over the county especially think about our farmers Think about the global economy. I've talked to farmers all over this county. They are desperate for reliable, strong internet for the same reasons that everybody else wants Mm -hmm. it. They're falling behind. And I don't think because you live on a farm five miles out of town, as I grew up on, by the way, just outside of Clearfield, that that means that I should never have access or they should never have access to strong fiber optic internet. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Just because you live in Dubois. If you live outside of it, you should have the same access. And I know we've talked about this. Other counties have done it, right? Yeah, I mean, Potter County is one of the most rural counties you can imagine. I mean, I think most people are familiar with it. I mean, when you go in, it says, welcome to God's country. I mean, it is as (laughs) rural as it gets. And I did not realize this until a few months ago when they did the broadband infrastructure grants this summer, there were none for Potter. And that caught me off guard. I'm, I'm actually the chair of the statewide techno- uh, broadband uh, task force for the County Commissioners Association. So, yes, I'm, I'm big time into this. So when I was looking at all around the state, Potter stood out. I said, why didn't anybody try to do something? And when I zoomed in, I realized they already have it. They have fiber 
virtually, I think, 97, 98% of their, their county. Which is amazing. It's amazing. And that's proof positive because I had a lot of people say, oh, we're too rural. We're too, too many mountains, too many forests. You'll never do it here. If you can do it in Potter, you can do it anywhere. The money's coming. We can do this. Yes. And so obviously going to be a big, uh, a big project, an important project, and uh, appreciate your leadership on that project. I would like to turn to another issue. One that's important to me um, is children, youth, and services. Uh, As I've said to all the candidates that have been here, I went through Jefferson County Youth and Services as a child. Didn't go through Clearfield County system, but very familiar with the system. I'm always concerned. It's a pet peeve of mine about the funding for it. And I know that it's an 80-20 split. That's true. I understand all of that. Are you, as a county commissioner, pleased with the 20% that we do provide? And what else can be done? Obviously, these children are the most vulnerable in our county. Well, um, we've made it a priority. I mean, uh, first of all, we we negotiated a contract with them that, that gave them the biggest raises that they ever got. Now, we did have to make changes to the health insurance. Sure. And I, I'll, I'll talk more about that at large later, that, that we had to really change our paradigm in the county. But with CYS is concerned... We, we got a contract done with them, and we were pretty happy with it. And then we realized that we still weren't where we needed to be. And so even though we had a contract that's still in force for another three years, earlier this year, we went upstairs and said, listen, we talked to the, the caseworkers and said, we want to reopen this, and we want to reopen this for one reason only. We want to get the starting wage up. And mm-hmm. if you move the starting wage, you're moving everybody's wage. We sure. know how that works. We made some more adjustments to the health insurance for new hires, um, you know, they have to be a little bit higher deductible. When I started here, they had zero deductible, Michael. Mm. I mean, I, uh, this is 2023. I look, I, I'm not saying I, I want to give our employees the best health care we can, but paying for a zero deductible health care, that's the Cadillac of all Cadillacs. We had to make adjustments, right. but we managed to do that. And so we gave another really, really big bump. And so we've gone from being in this 12, $13 starting range. We're up to 18 and we'll be at 20 here, I think next year the year after so we're still not there step in the right direction we're still not there but at least we're addressing the issue and and anytime you you negotiate contracts it's always it took it took us decades to get in this hole it's gonna it's not gonna take decades to get out but it's not gonna be done in one contract either and but we're aware of it we're working on it and if i'm still here we're going to continue to make progress on this not just with cys but with all our contracts but I, i i highlight cys because and i've said this publicly I believe with the right, with enough training, I could do any job in the county if I had the schooling and the training, except CYS. Right, it's because a difficult I, job. Because I, I, I mentally couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. I, I know if I saw nothing but these terrible, deplorable situations day in and day out, I, I would burn out very quickly. Sure. And so, uh, I, and, and when other people in the county complain, and they have, well, why did CYS get that, blah, blah, blah. Hey, they're, they're hiring. We have open spots. Oh, I'd never go up there. I said, exactly. Exactly. That's that's why we have to compensate them because we understand how much more difficult it is. Not to say that being a jail guard or DRO or probation isn't hard. Those things are hard and we have and we will continue to address those. But kids, seeing yes. kids suffer is so hard. Very and difficult. We have to make sure that we... We, ha- we have to uh, compensate them, and then we have to hold them accountable to make sure that they're doing the work the way they should be. And that, that's something we've been working on, and I'm pleased to report that the state has told us we're doing much, much better. And, uh, and I, I, we see nothing but positive trends. We're not there yet. No, not there yet, but it sounds like you're definitely making headway. And yes. it is 
like I said, it's a pet peeve of mine because I went through the system for several years of my life until I was 10. So I'm And I don't want to seem like I'm ducking the, the revenue question, but really what we have is what's called a needs-based budget. So CYS, we have a great fiscal, a new fiscal director has been there about eight months now, uh, Caitlin. And, and her job is to basically say, okay, this is what we anticipate our needs are. You know, you've got your adoption services and shelter and, and everything else, you know, your CPS, your GPS. And, and she has to try to figure out, okay, what's that budget going to be? And it's a forecast, so it's really hard really to tell. Difficult. And yeah. then you take that to the state and say, look, this is what we're asking for. Some of it they say, yes, you can have it. Some of it they say, no, you can't. And then whatever that number comes back is, the 80-20 comes in. So right. we don't get to choose the 20, really. I mean, if you think about it, the state says this is what we'll pay and then we have to pick up the rest and anything we can fund things outside of that. And sometimes we do, but then we fund 100 percent and that gets very, very expensive. So we're better off doing it inside needs based. We're better off trying to negotiate these things with the state and and having strong leadership now in CYS is going to make that more of a a thing. Um, And really, I haven't found the state to be that difficult to work with. It's really right now about finding qualified people to work there. Yep. Nope. Appreciate the insight. I want to move on to one more question and then we'll take a break. But I know, uh, I I believe I know your thoughts because you and I uh, came together, uh, even though we're on different political sides, personally, we came together to write a letter to the editor of the Courier Express about the city of Dubois. Can you give your thoughts on the situation that's going on here? I've asked every candidate this question. And uh, your thoughts on consolidation, but also just in the light of, from my perspective, having worked in politics, situations like this one in Dubois, they damage the trust with the people. There's no question. And certain things, I think many things transcend party politics more than we would like to admit. And this certainly is and should be one of them. I don't care what party it is. When we see things like we've seen in the city action has to be taken. And, and hey, let's, let's be honest, the people spoke. I mean, those write-in results in the spring, I've never seen anything like it. And you've been there on politics a long time. I'm pretty sure you've never seen anything no, like I it. No, I hadn't. To, to see a write-in win with these 80 to 20 kind of margins tells you that the people were fed up. And look, I'm not here to judge criminal, innocent, guilty. That's up to the courts Correct. and, and, and the, the system. But I can tell you, and this is something I've said to a lot of people, whether or not they're guilty of crimes, they're guilty of bad fiscal management. They're guilty of bad business practices. If I was at the county as, as a commissioner and we were dealing in cash like this and, and money flowing around and bags of money, I mean, they'd run us out. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. And, and so in the end, I don't care. I mean, obviously, I want justice done if there were crimes. But whether or not they're guilty to me has nothing to do with whether they deserve to continue to work in that role. And I'm talking about everybody who's been involved. Yeah. And I would say you and I were consistent with that. We actually said, we'll let the system figure out if you're guilty um, or innocent. But mismanagement in the city was a big deal. Yeah. And I'm I'm hopeful. I mean, look, full disclosure. I mean, I supported the three candidates this spring. They're supporting me. Um, I, I believe strongly in Dubois. I think it's a great place to be. Um, I think we can do so much better. And, and look, I heard the other thing I want to say is I heard a lot of people say, oh, but they did so many great things for Dubois. True, but the ends can't justify the means. And we can still do those great things and do them the right way. Right. And I agree with that. Uh, definitely some great things happen. I dedicated a show to those great things mm-hmm. with Mayor Walsh. But the thing is, is at the end of the day, 
commissioners, you're still responsible, right? You yeah. feel that responsibility. Oh, uh, every single day. I mean, I, we're hip, hip deep in budget talks right now, and I'm going through all the numbers. And if I saw something like that and I saw a cash disbursement that I couldn't figure out or any disbursement I couldn't figure out, I would go down and talk to the controller, and then we'd talk to the department head. And, and, and those things happen. I mean, we have to stay vigilant. Yeah, and sometimes uh, I wanted to bring this up with you. I, I know sometimes in politics things can get ugly, and we, you know, we say, "Oh, that's just politics," right? But really, it's important to be truthful about what you're saying. And I know I some agree. things have been said about you. Uh, I've watched letters to the editor from a city councilwoman um, come out against you, Diane Bernardo. I think an unfortunate letter, but yeah. I. Certainly her right to say it, but people have attacked you, haven't they? There's been some of that. I, I think, um, and look, I, I have no problem if, if people want to criticize me. Um, that's part of the deal. But I think there's a difference between criticisms and accusations. And there's been some crazy accusations flown around. Um, and especially if it starts to affect my family, that's a red line you don't cross right. with me. And, I, and I've stood up against that. Other than that, somebody says, look, I don't like your policy on X, Y. Cool, let's talk about it. And that's the other thing. A lot of the people criticizing, I've invited to come in and have conferences. Talk to me about what you see. Talk to me about what you don't like. It's, that's, that's hard because then you have to actually get into the weeds. It's easier to just stand back and throw bombs, and they have not taken me up on my offer. All right. You know, we'll just continue to, to do what we do and, and try to do the best we can. Yeah, and I think, unfortunately, it's the cost of standing up to do the right thing. There's always somebody attacking. But I appreciate your insight on that, sir. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll give you the final say. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by Lifespan Family Services, located in the Dubois Mall for local adoption and foster care services. Hi, folks. Are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services. We provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. Having a great conversation with candidate Dave Glass, who is a current incumbent county commissioner. Uh, next Tuesday is election day, so we do ask that you please go and vote. These elections are very important. Lots of uh, interesting local races. Certainly the county commission race is one of them. Three people are running. Uh, excuse me, four people are running, and three will win. So it's a very important election. Commissioner, uh, thank you for taking all the questions, but I want to make sure that we give you some time to make your final case to the voters. Well, thank you very much, Michael. And, it, it, you know, commissioner is a strange race because there's four running for three spots and you can only vote for two. It's like you never right. see that anywhere else. And a lot of people get confused about that. But I, I, for, it's always hard for me to talk about myself, but that's part of the job, you know, especially during campaigns. So I guess I would say I'm about collaboration. We've talked about this. I'm about finding common ground. I want to work together with whoever the other commissioners are for the common good of the county. I've got a proven track record of doing that. Um, if you want somebody who's just going to bang their shoe on the table, you know, and, and, and instead of actually getting things done, I'm not your guy. I, honestly, please don't vote for me if that's what your idea of good governance is, because my idea of good governance is we sit down, we really, really get into how the sausage is made, have our debates and discussions, and wherever it comes out, we, we leave the, and, and we're friends at the end. You know, one of the things that we've instituted, and this, this is something that's really important to me, is the three of us always 
eat lunch together two or three times a week because we want that we want to get to know each other and have that even if we don't agree we still ought to be able to have that respect and that dialogue and there have been some great ideas coming out of those lunches uh, i also want to say i'm a proud dubois resident you know I've, I've lived here now for eight years i, I plan to live here uh, I, a long time i'm the only dubois area canada on the ballot um, I think that matters because right, right now we have a great situation with a Dubois, a Clearfield, and a Houtsdale area. We, the other three candidates are all Clearfield candidates, and I have nothing against any of them, but I think we want to make sure that different areas of the county are represented, and I, I do bring that. Um, I've kept my promises. I said I was going to do more than two terms. I'm going to hold to that. This, is, this will be my last term. I said in my first term, when I ran, I ran the first time, we were going to fix the jail. We've done that. There's more work to do, but... I, I pride myself on being a man of my word. I'm just asking for one more term to try to finish what I started here, and that's it. Absolutely. And, sir, we do want to just uh, say thank you. You made time to come on. I want to say thank you to all the candidates who took time to come on uh, this show and uh, share their thoughts and beliefs with the voters. Ultimately, it's up to the voters of Clearfield County to decide. As you said, four people running, you get to vote for two, three people will win. But at the end of the day, uh, you do work for the people of Clearfield County, so they'll make the decision as to who wins and who will fall short. But uh, we will find that out next week. But I do want to thank you for coming on the show and taking the time to answer my questions. My pleasure. Thanks so much for hosting all these. I think it's been a great series. Well, we appreciate it, sir, and we wish you and all the candidates good luck next Tuesday. And please go and vote. Have a wonderful day.